Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gym Owners Podcast. This week's episode, we're going to talk about the future of communicating with your potential clients, a way that you should probably start to figure out how to talk to people this way right now, because this is going to be the future. It used to be a thing of a thing that was what was frowned upon, trying to sell this way, trying to communicate with your leads this way. And we are talking about selling and communicating with clients and prospective members via text message this episode. So before we get started, make sure you go to the Gym Owners Revolution. That's a Facebook group. Get in there. It's a resource for gym owners. We'll have a big challenge upcoming here in the next month, I believe, month or two, month month that we're going to help you sit down. And we're going to go through and build all sorts of great stuff. It'll be free. So if you want in on that, make sure you get into the Facebook group. The link is going to be in our description. Make sure you follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Tyler F. and Sone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I and Sone. And follow my co-host, John. We're going to find at you, John. At J, J Banks FL. On J Instagram. Banks FL. All right, guys. Text messaging. Okay, there's a thing that started to happen. I don't know how long ago this was. I was probably – I remember there was a time when I worked with uh, Blue Collar Job Construction – and I worked with a guy who was like a bit of a, he's kind of a dirtbag actually, but this guy would like text chicks all day. Like he would text his girlfriend, he would text his side girlfriend, God knows what he's doing, but he was always texting. And this was maybe in like 2006, you know? And so I tell him, I said, what are you, like, I would like make fun of this guy for texting all the time. Like, Just call, what are you stupid? Like, I, and now John, you're <laughs> laughing hearing this, knowing who I am now. Because, but that was the thing that texting was like for girls or teenagers or children or, or something. I thought it was a juvenile way to communicate 15 years ago, 16 years ago. And now it's gotten to the point where I don't accept phone calls. I will never, ever answer a phone call almost under almost no circumstances will I answer a call unless it's like immediate family. And they have called me multiple, multiple times in a row that I haven't answered. And even then the right protocol if you're going to try to call me or frankly, anyone that I need to call, mm -hmm. if I'm going to call anyone, anyone I need to call, the first thing I'm doing is text, te texting them so I can get permission to call them. Yeah. Right. That's exactly so how I do it. Yeah, John, you and I, we communicate a bunch. We use, uh, we'll have messaging apps that we'll go back and forth on because at least that's a direct line, you know? And then if there needs to be a call made to get more stuff out, Hey, you got a minute. Can we hop on a quick call? confirms yes and then the phone will ring and what will happen usually first is neither whoever is on the receiving no, no, won't answer that. either because we've got do not disturb turned on and i don't let anything come through there mm -hmm. then i gotta go in and check again and then so the call happened while the phone's in my hand that is the trend now is leaning towards that people don't answer their phone the only people that ever call my phone now it's like my kid's school gets canceled or it's just some shit that somehow they had my phone number for god knows what and the day you, it, it used to be the way you'd order pizza. You order pizza delivery, you used to have to get on the phone and call the guy. And you didn't know what the specials were. You didn't know what the prices were. You didn't know what all toppings they had or didn't have. You kind of winged it. And you'd get through and they'd order the pizza and they'd come in and you had to have cash. And that was just the way it went. And now there's a local pizza spot here that like they have online ordering, but it's desk, it's like browser based. Sometimes it doesn't work. And it'll say, ah, it's there. You got to call in and confirm your order. And I get furious if I even have to call. But just be like, hey, I ordered this. Did you get it? And I'm so mad that I have to get on the phone <laughs> with somebody. And so while the internet does make us a bit more antisocial, it also tends to make us fat as a society, which for you as gym owners, uh, that makes your job valuable. Big positive. It makes your job in demand. And so I do think you need to understand the trend in the past. And it's still, I still think it's valuable to try and meet your clients. I, I do think it's important. But I also think if your marketing is good, 
and say you're doing a good enough job on your Google business profile and being informative and putting like the good vibe, the right welcoming vibe out there on your social media so that people are no longer reaching out completely uninformed, hoping to go in and spend time meeting with a person to get informed before they decide to spend money. It's not the way mm -hmm. it is. People want to have all the information in front of them, have already pretty much made the decision, and they just would rather pull the trigger. I buy cars the same way. I do all my research online. I find the car, search, search by my budget, budget, search, search by the mileage. I'll go out, I'll drive, drive through the lot, and I'll kind of sit, check it out, shop all the places in town. And then when I go to buy a car, I just pull out there and I say, I want to see this car, the one from the website. We get in, we drive. I will have already had financing like pre-approved. So I just come in and say, perfect, let's pull the trigger, call the bank. They send the stuff, bump, done. I am the easiest person to, to, sell, to sell a car because I'm buying a car. You're not selling it to me. Well, when you think about it too, it's when you go out. So I do the same thing. Let's say it's not even something as huge as buying a car. Is for sure, I'm going to go eat somewhere. I will have already looked to see what do they have available? What's on their menu? What do people talk about most in the reviews that they like? This is if I've not been to a place before. Yeah. And they have to have over a four-star rating. Yeah. Like I'll already filter it out. So I will have made all the decisions that there really isn't a single question that I have when I walk into a place to eat, because I will already know kind of what I want to order based off what I've seen people talk about positively or what I already know I like. Another interesting thing I've noticed is when you order delivery food, I, I almost won't order something unless there's a picture. Cause I got to know quantity. Like it, it really is the case for me. I, I, I get very, if it's like a, I need to, I need to see like Uber, Uber restaurants for Uber eats that don't have, don't have, don't have pictures of the food. So I don't know the quantity. So I, I don't really know what it is. If it's a little adventurous, I have no idea what it, I'm not playing that at all. And I actually saw a leveled up version of this. Someone uses uh essentially augmented rea reality, but it's just, it's a little that's awesome. hologram thing. Did you see that? And so you, it's, it's, it it's a menu and you set it up. It looks like a little tower. You set it at your table and it projects a plate in real size of what the food is. And you just kind of swipe through. That's pretty cool. And you can see, and that's perfect. By the way, that is the most informed I can be short of actually smelling that dish and dipping my finger and getting a little taste. Right. But that's, that's the thing. People want that. Meaning you got to build all of your other, all those other paths to you from your gym to the point where they're reaching out, making contact you, any other piece in that, I don't know what I would call it. Um, anything within that reach, right. Bef in the moment before they decide to make contact needs to now, you need to understand that that's what people want is they want to be as fully informed as possible. This goes towards the thing we used to, I used to always be very hard. I used to be a hard ass about this. I was, it's always been 50, 50 with me on whether or not you should just put like all your prices out there. Um, as far as for gym owners go, like if I say, if you primarily sold membership, do you just want to have your membership slapped on the window or do you want to be able to send that out to everyone who come to ask any question? Hey, what's your price? Do you send it out to all of them? I was really up in the air on it because I could only I could only handle so many clients anyways. There wasn't like a ton of stuff that I could do. Um, to just like take on a bunch of people. So I didn't want to deal with price shoppers. So if someone was going to price shop between me and say, uh, uh, what do you, you know, a $10 planet fitness membership. I kind of don't even want to have that conversation, but that's changed. You know, I was very much a kind of a, a fuck you when people would come at me with the, well, what's your price? That's all they would ask is what's the price. I'd get messages. What's your price? And I would, you know, be a bit 
come in and we'll talk about it. And nowadays that age, that doesn't age very well. That policy, like, you know, someone wants to know what it costs to join your membership. We had a coach in our gear Academy the other day, had a great, um, great approach to it. Cause now you do, you kind of, you give them the information. Well, what are you looking for? Right. Get a little bit of clarification for group fitness, one-on-one, you know, whatever it's this group. Perfect. Tell them what your group membership is. Tell them you also have options for nutrition, coaching, or whatever else. And then ask a follow-up question. Always ask a follow-up question so you don't just shoot out a blank price and let it be. So at least it can be some sort of engagement because that piece, learning how to communicate that. People may think they just want the price. They don't really want the price. They want results. They want the price and to know how likely it is that they're going to be successful. They want to know how much time and effort you can invest on them. They want to know if they're going to like you. They want to know if you're able to be respectful of their time and all stuff. And if you just say, come in and meet with me and we'll talk for 20 minutes before you make a de- even get to know about prices or make a decision. I don't want to do that. I just, I don't want to. And it's, the truth is for a $150 a month membership, it's not worth it for anybody. So like, I don't want to buy a $150 a month membership and go have to make an extra stop in my day. Like after work, between dropping kids off at places, then I got to stop here. And then I got to meet this guy who just wants to sell me the membership. And, and I got to warm up. I just am not interested in like stacking social interactions like that on my day. Well, and it's, it's all about the speed of communication. Yeah. And email used to be the fastest way to communicate. And now it's borderline. It's not as bad as having a conversation with someone on the phone, but it's bad. Like the speed and, and that really comes from social media DM. Like the ability to communicate or DM back and forth is now so normal that really a more personal version of it. Then as we are able to like get closer to a sale moves to, yeah, I have your actual phone number. Yep. And now it's just that level of communication. And we've seen this a lot, John. We've done the other reason. So this is, let me, let me give a zoom out a little bit. What we're telling you is you need to start to dip your toes in the water of being willing to have some of these almost complete sales discussions via text message. That's what I'm saying. And while that may be, and we've talked about this at length, people have different communication styles that they prefer. But I'll tell you this, old people, boomers, less likely to use email. Now pro- they've kind of adopted text messaging. I'm not going to mm-hmm. correspond much via email, frankly. Maybe they don't even want to come in and meet you. Some may prefer that, but you do know you got to start to check this box because this box of just, I'd prefer to just communicate via text message. That box may represent in a year, probably like 70% of the people that are reaching out to you. And uh, that's my guess. I'm fluffing it out there, but I bet if you asked everybody, how would you prefer us go through this process? You want to come in and meet, you want to hop on the phone, you want to go back and forth via email, or you want to say text message? Three quarters, are my, my guests are going to choose text message every time. Three quarters of the time, it works every time. Especially if they're millennials. <laughs> yes. Like they're millennial or younger. Absolutely. And I think it's to call out what you called, what you were talking about at the beginning of the episode, which was the transition of our thoughts about text messaging before it would have been viewed as incredibly informal. Yes. It was so informal that it was borderline, you know, unprofessional. It would seem, so we talked about this before, like you almost want to warm people up before you're going for an ask. Right. And if I want to coach somebody or they want to be coached with me, I want them to know me. They want to know 
they should want to know who I am. They want to know it's a good fit. They want to know all this information. And, and, and now if I'm, if I'm just jumping the gun saying, here's the price, what do you think you want to get started? Or do you want to come in a first class at this time? And that almost seems presumptuous or too pushy. That is not the case anymore. Now it's, I think, formality. Um, it's One, it's in writing, which is there's a part of me that starts to think that that almost has a lot to do with it in that a conversation that's had between you and I, you can say almost anything you fucking want to get me to commit. If you're writing it down now, technically, I can show that to anybody else that I see in my life. So if you, if you were a bit shitty, like right. I, I just I think it holds everybody accountable towards acting like decent people a little bit and being honest, because if you're lying or you say some stuff untoward or you're, you know, whatever, dismissive or rude, like, hey, man, I'm going to show everybody this. So it does. I think it just keeps things on the up and up. And it's not as informal as it used to be perceived. Oh, absolutely. Because now it's leaning more importantly pointing towards this is really convenient and i want to have the conversation right now the one thing that's so inconvenient about a fucking phone call is that you could be doing a variety of things when someone calls you very rarely almost never is it a convenient time to chit chat on the phone when someone calls a text message somebody can fucking send it to you at any time and you get to that shit when it's convenient for you. But that means that's how important you want to be able, this skill is, how important this skill is, and why what we're saying is you want to have this skill sharp. Because when someone says, yes, I want to talk to you right now about this thing, you got to be ready to have that conversation yeah. right now. Because yeah. now that convenience and all the pieces, and this is where I wanted to say was the informal nature and now the ease of being able to communicate that text messaging allows, it doesn't make it an informal conversation as in you don't have a fucking plan. Yeah. You still execute all the steps that we know you take in person. You just do it now via text message and your ability to close. I mean, shit, when was the last time you met with someone that you were going to personal train? My, yeah. Person? My personal, my personal training clients. Now I almost never, they're, they're closed. The only thing we'll meet about in person, maybe before we start is simply to go over schedule. If I'm going to get measurements from nutrition stuff or anything like that, but that meeting will be a productive meeting, not a closing, not a decision-making meeting. You know, I won't, I won't, matter of fact, I won't take that meeting unless they're like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, I'm ready. And because now I'm, I'm comfortable with, it's very difficult to give an entire sales presentation. Even if it's, you're having just a quick conversation, use the system we use, it's 10 to 15 minutes, but you got to meet somebody there. It's their time. It's your time um, for a yes, no, and it's pretty scalable, pretty easy. It's also pretty for people that aren't, I think you should be good at selling in person. I think you should be good at looking people in the eye and like, talking about the stuff that you do and are passionate about. But I also think that's exhausting. And I think that you can get used to getting told no if you text, if you do that via text message. And I do also think you can optimize it a little bit better via text message as well. It stays, it's not so loose. You can steer the conversation without uh, some of the social awkwardness. Um, I just think it really works. It also keeps people less likely to, I want people to unload their purse when I'm talking to them about why they want to lose weight and stuff like this. I don't want to hear every reason, every story, every tragedy. I don't want that. So there is a, 
uh, an abruptness to the text message. It's a, it's an abbreviated version of this conversation. It's like, yeah, you know, I've kind of let things skid. I put on 20 pounds. Like I'm just ready to be done. It makes them summarize their shit efficient, give it to you in a way that just digests is easy to digest. And that's super important because in the long run, eventually for you guys, like you're going to have a sales team. That would be great. Maybe your lead volume isn't high enough. Maybe you don't have like the capacity or the the lead volume to like run a big staff that's just selling. But you can text and still kind of keep most of your day to yourself. You're not making appointments. You know, people coming and going. You kind of run this stuff a little bit on the fly throughout the day. Um, and then eventually you can hand that off. And then that becomes a task that's very easy. When you find someone who trusts the way you communicate, you can hand it off to one of your other coaches who maybe does some of your in-person in meetings and then hands a little bit of this correspondence. And then maybe that'll be the first person that they meet when they come in and, and get ready to sign up. But, but it allows you to start to transition away from having to do everything yourself and in person all the time, because that ends up being a big problem. It's a, it's, it's the same reason we don't want you as a gym owner to be coaching 100% of the coaching hours that go on in your gym. Cause at some point you're going to be topped out and you're going to be completely screwed and you can't get anything else done. If you want to make more money, you just got to sell more of your own time and that doesn't work. So this does give you the ability, much like hiring another coach and bringing somebody on, frees up your time to do something more important and also allows you to grow because you can start to handle more volume. You can actually take on more clients. You can actually start to pay money to generate more leads because it's not you having to meet clients in the five minutes before or five minutes after class or, or even worse, while you're coaching other people, someone's popping in answering questions. Like you need to learn how to put this conversation. And that's the real benefit of text, of, in my opinion, of selling via text message. It allows you to put this conversation in a time and a place that's best for everybody involved. Absolutely. That way it's, it's efficient, it's effective, it's respectful of everybody's time, and it's just not so uncomfortable. It's 2022, almost 2023. The days of needing to see people in person to buy stuff is long gone. Absolutely. Long gone. You know, you don't even have people, people don't even bag your groceries anymore. They don't even scan your groceries anymore. And you think you got it, somebody's got to come in and meet you personally, the owner have a 45 minute conversation to make sure you guys really connect on a deep level before they can spend 120 bucks on your little membership. No, we've already talked about why you need to offer more to connect. If your products offer more to connect with their needs, you kind of don't have to sell yourself as hard. Mm -hmm. So you get a good offer stack like this and it goes, well, what are you looking for is, you know, you can, this conversation as it plays out via text, I'm not telling you how to carry it out because right now, we're kind of in the process of just making sure people know that this is the future. It's a thing that everybody, we've been doing it with gym owners for a couple of years, encouraging them to do this. And we'll get into the internal sales stuff in a minute. But like we've been encouraging gym owners to do this and knowing this is a method that shouldn't be left behind. And now we're really starting to see with the success they've been having that it is the future, in my opinion. Um, but can I talk uh, about you, one of my favorite things? Let me touch on one thing though real quick is yep. what we're, we want to assemble here is eventually kind of a system of best practices, some do's and don'ts, some, some hurdles, some landmines you're going to run into and that we just don't have enough data. Meaning you got to get out there and you need to start tinkering with this. Don't put all your eggs in this basket, but you got to start playing with this yourself. You got to go through and you got to know what it's like to sell people with this, figure out what works, what doesn't. This is, it's a, it's a, an efficient trial and error process. At least it's efficient on your time. It's better mm -hmm. than just wait. If you don't have a sales system or one like ours or offer stack system like ours or threaded offers via app like ours, um, and you're just winging this, you're just going in and having a wild conversation and hoping somebody buys this 
something and spends the most money they could be willing to spend with you, great, you can do that. But that's going to be a lot less efficient than trying it via text. So do trial and error this way. Don't trial and error in person. Get all red in the face and afraid of selling people. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part about the text messaging piece is how scalable it is. So the scalability of it, because as you trial and error this, and as you learn what works, what works better, what doesn't work, how quickly you're responding, how do conversations usually go? The one thing that's nice is that it's all written down. So your ability to go, go over like notes or game film of like, oh man, because when you speak, unless you are recording, which I recommend, recording every sales conversation you have or a coach has, and then you have the ability to go back through those recordings and say, oh, okay, I got this sale. I, this person bought you know, three levels up than what I was expecting. What went well in this conversation that I could duplicate or replicate the next time I have a spoken conversation with a prospect or a lead? But those are, that's a lot of steps for regular people that are just but starting out to have all way, this shit recorded. It's also way time consuming. Going back and listening totally. to a 15 minute conversation versus you can just scroll and be like, yeah, I know where that one went off the rails. Right. And yeah. you know what questions you asked. As you practice this and perfect this, what I mean by the infinite scalability, one of my favorite things that we've done with a gym owner and with gym owners before is getting them hooked into an app that allows you to now bring in, whether you have coaches, whether it's the gym owner, whether you're hiring virtual assistants, to be able to then take that trial and aired conversational piece of how you take someone that text messages you that's interested or current members that text message and have a back and forth for internal services or upsells or opportunities to move to personal training or whatever it is selling that, supplements versus it, uh, uh specialty programs all those things once you get that best practices tuned up now you can just have anyone. other people handle it for you and it looks like it comes from you as the gym owner and there's all sorts of like automations that exist out there but this is where i have yet to find ai will get there yeah. But I've yet to find someone that can then a service that can just communicate back and forth with your people like a human. So don't try and replace humans with right now an inferior technology. It's not more convenient to have somebody that sucks be communicating with your people. So if you can scale that and feel confident and you have, and more importantly, you teach your people that they can text message and go back and forth. We've seen so much success for gym owners that have this all put into place, can text back and forth with their current members and with possible leads and new members. And that gym owner doesn't ever have to communicate at all if they don't yeah. want to. And the, the benefit of that is that they still feel like they're talking to the gym owner. The gym owner also still sees all of it. And that's another thing. We, these services that we've run, we've set them up with, they use, uses an app. So everything still pops up on the gym owner's thing. If the gym owner wants to address it, they can. On the back end, people can see who's taking care of this conversation and, and what's been answered, what hasn't. And, and that also gives you a record of everything too. Meaning instead of having to record your salespeople having in-person conversations, 
you don't just go back. If someone's like, yeah, I messaged you with this, it was a whole problem. You go back and look and be like, oh, fuck you. Like, what the fuck, like, Steve? Why the fuck would they say that? Yeah, why did you say that to <laughs> <your> fire? Um, <clears throat> but that's, it's my opinion on, I was so hard on price shopping. I thought if you're worried about price, you're going to the cheaper guy because I made sure that we were more expensive. I charged 50% more than the next place in town because that's, I let that speak for itself, right? Um, and if someone came in and wanted to compete, wanted me to compete, or was like butthurt because I charged whatever and someone else charged 30 bucks a month, 40 bucks a month, some 24 hour spot that was just super cheap and doesn't have a coaching product. I wasn't even interested in having that conversation. Now we have some coaches that do a really good job of having that conversation or they'll say, you know, Hey, if you want to pop in and check out one of our classes for free, I'll happily meet you here. We can show you why, you know, why our product is more expensive. And that's great. I don't have patience for those things. I, I'm glad that other people do. The world's a better place for people like because of people like that, but I am not one of those people. But man, I have completely turned around on this. I was always coming to meet. We got to come in and meet. Because still for me, I don't want to my so let me go through this. I don't want to coach somebody who I don't want to coach. And I don't want to coach somebody who is non-committal either who like lacks that commitment meaning sure in my conversation and when i define best practices i do make sure that they've defined the, everything i talk about in the sales process uh talks about what they want to accomplish the next few months in this conversation that's the goal i may have to disclose prices before this by the way it's fine if they're playing hardball but i just want to try everything i can to make them feel what do, what do i to, to make them tell me what they want to accomplish the next few months maybe what barriers there are to, to that count to that progress um, and make them define the terms of their success. Like, so, you know, if, if in three months, six months, you've accomplished this, you'd be, that's what we would, that we would consider that a successful endeavor between the two of us. And yeah, totally. as long as we can all come to a meeting on that, and then we're talking about the prices, then we're fine. But if someone just wants to know my prices in a vacuum and they're not willing to meet anywhere on this, I still am not interested in coaching them. But again, what I've done is save myself a meeting. And that's important for me because me, I got other stuff to do. John, we do this business. I train. We have you know, a gym that we're working directly with now and uh, you know, in person that we'll be handling. And so this is plus all the other coaches we work with remotely. I do personal training to still be out there in the field working with people um, to still have fun. I like the clients that I have. Um, but it's also important for me to be able to test some of these sales systems on the ground, which is why I do it that way. And uh, but it also means I don't got to take any shit. <laughs> I don't have I don't got to take on clients. I don't want to take just because there's an opening. I don't have to play that shit. And neither do you. The text message, sure. but, but texting for you, I really, really mean it. It can be a great way for you to respect everybody's time and still kind of optimize your the process because it used to be a detriment. And I think old school sales guys would have said if you try if you're trying to offer price early on or at all via text message, that's. It can either be a waste of your time and effort because they're just price shopping and going to shop that to the next guy, which is possible. Or it can be too pushy on your part. You know, if you're the one offering that up right away, oh, it costs this much, you want to come in. It's almost like trying to close too early. You know, it's trying to say, you want to go back to my place before dinner's even showed up at the restaurant. Extra that's thirsty. Bit, yeah, that's yeah. a bit thirsty. Um, but I do think those, um, those perceptions have changed because people value the convenience more. And everything else in their life does that now. Think of a thing you have. No, you don't even call for taxis anymore. Small town stuff here, you used to still have to call the taxi service. I still got friends that remember the number. And when there's no lifts or Ubers around here late at night, you got to find an old timer. 
He's got that number memorized, you know, and, and that is, that's, that, but that's the thing now people don't have to remember the taxi number. They don't have to know the pizza place. You don't have to remember any phone numbers anymore because you don't call anyone anymore and you don't want to. So texting, mark my words, two years from now, I think three quarters of your communication will be done via some sort of messaging service and you won't hardly be closing your sales in person hardly at all. Um, unless people just really, really want to, which at that point, yeah, I would give them that. If someone like really, really wants to come in and meet me, that's perfect. If I give them every option not to, and they say, you know what, I'd really like to come in and meet, that's a fucking lock for me. Well, and we've talked about this before. If someone walks through your door, all the hurdles, every barrier for success that they possibly could have been blocked by to not have them buy, if they're walking through the door, they want to buy something from you. Yeah. And I would say that the people that you will get to walk through your door, you don't, and I there's really important how we're talking about how you're selling and utilizing text messaging to allow this speed. And, and um, now it's you know, almost, it's just a more personal way of communicating because you're with them right there, palm in hand. You can see them typing while you're waiting for what they're going to say. Um, those pieces now are, oh, damn it, Tyler. I completely lost it. It's all good. Well, no, what, I think what you're getting at is that used to be a thing that was informal, right? It right. absolutely used to be. And what's happened, I do think, is nowadays this thing oh. is it's it's more polite than the other. It's more respectful of their time. And I think that there's when we talk about the language that people understand now when they come into, you said before, when people walk into your gym, as soon as they come into your gym, they they're already informed. That didn't used to be the case. Right. But now the only language that people understand is star reviews, customer reviews, Yelp reviews, how many star ratings that is. They've checked out your social media profile. The expectation now is I am fully informed before I show up. Meaning, yes, it used to be the case, right? Someone walks into your door, their need is the highest, they're ready to go. And now I think somebody reaching out to you, filling out an online form on your website, like, I don't do that for fucking anything at all. So if I've done it for your gym, I'm ready to go. Meaning any engagement right now, any outreach. So responding to a text message, filling an online form, any contact now is the new meeting in person. It really is because people don't want to do anything. And that's exactly what I was getting at was cold versus warm or hot traffic or leads. Somebody that walks in. They know some lot. They know somebody that goes to your gym. Like the odds of having people that are know of you or they're in your community when they come out and they want to reach out, there's the odds of not there being like two or three degrees of somebody that is already going to that gym. How you speak to those people is so different. So you have, just like you said, you have to anticipate if someone's already put their information into an online form, they're coming to the gym. It's, they're not cold. Like you said, they've done their yeah. research. Done are the days that you go to the doctor and just hope that the doctor can tell you things about what this lump is. Yeah. The odds are you've already looked up and you already know it's cancer. <laughs> you're just hoping it's, it's you're hoping it's the good kind <laughs> you're just like you just you've already done the research yeah. and that's everything so assuming that your people that you're interacting with has done none of that and they've just like because too many times tyler have we seen someone pay for ads and some of the leads that do come through are almost people that like 
they're confused. They don't even know what you're talking about when you communicate with them. It's like, well, didn't you fill this stuff out? Like you didn't show any interest. It's one of the downsides of paid ads that we've seen that you can run into, but organic shit that you have set up, you're organically communicating with people. They're not confused why you're texting them. And I think that's because if you're doing your social media right, there's going to be some boxes they will have already checked. They're already going to know kind of your vibe. Your social media should reflect at least your mood a little bit. And it can be very practical as well. But they should know your schedule. They should know kind of what you do. They should know what the place looks like. They shouldn't. There shouldn't be a bunch of surprises on the way. It's about setting expectation. Meaning when they're texting you, they should probably know what your face looks like. If it doesn't, it's one of the things you would do is you send them a picture like, hey, this is me. I'm the guy here in this picture. Uh, after a couple of messages, you know, say, hey, this is me if you want to come in and chat or whatever. But that way they know there's a face to the voice. There's a face to the words. It's it's text messaging is more human than it used to be. It used to be one of the most inhuman ways to communicate. And now it's the only way that I would prefer to communicate unless, frankly, I'd rather find out that somebody in the family died via text message. So I don't want to, much I, more convenient because then I don't have to pretend. Yeah. Well, also, like nobody, nobody. Oh, <laughs> Do you all like deserve the right to my live reaction? You know what I mean? Even if you're the one breaking the news to like, do now, now you got to know how I took this. Like, how about you text message me this and then we're going to fucking, I'll, I'll handle it. Cause it's me, you know, I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll let you I'll know. All that sucks and then we'll move on. Yeah. So guys, that's got us wrapped up for today. But I do think, I think there's a lot to take away. If this hasn't been on your radar, keep in mind with it. Don't jump. I will also warn you, don't jump into large systems of how to do this right away because it can be costly. Um, Unless you have a lot of lead volume, it's not worth it to outsource it and to build a bunch of infrastructure for this, especially when you, right now, let's go short. Here's your short list. Start doing this. Don't be unwilling to do this. Start nudging some people and just, just take a spin. You may get a client who seems text friendly. And just run with it. See if you can take the whole thing the distance without having to meet them in person. Just try. If they and if and if they seem apprehensive, say, "Do you want to chat in person?" But otherwise, I want you to go through that. Start doing it. Put it on your radar. Start to develop some best practices. That's going to be the big thing here. An easy one for this is just start texting your current people. Yes, in person or in in house sales. Yeah, just text them. Check in. Like I'm, I'm yeah. such a firm. There's there's a lot of sequences we talk about, but like having check-ins with your existing members as the gym owner once a quarter, once every six months or whatever, that you just, hey man, checking in, seeing how things are going. Let me do an easy one for you. Okay. People who buy supplements for you regularly, or at least say, take the last 20 people that have purchased supplements from you. You text message them this morning, today. Don't fuck around. Text message each one of them separately, by the way. If you you put them in a group message, they're going to fucking fire oh my god okay text each one of them separately and say say hey i'm gonna place an order of supplements here uh tomorrow or the next day um do you want me to write you down for anything yes no whatever or if you have any questions on what it just just that can be it and anyone who hits you back up or you may want to follow up with yeah here's the list or here's the pricing but just stick with people who are already familiar that have already kind of bought and just see what happens some will say nah some will ignore you some will say yeah sure I, i want my tub of protein i want this and then you can say just also have one more follow-up, like one more offer, one more bundles. Like, hey, cool. We also have a special on this, this, and this. That's it. So you want anything? Those that say yes, try to run one more offer by them. And then that's it. And you may find you may sell eight to 10 new things for you might just make yourself five to eight hundred bucks that day. 
from just deciding to do some cold messaging for people that are already your members. So come up with some best practices. Start doing this thing. Um, I do think it's okay to use for external leads, but move slow until you get good at it. In-house, start playing that game. In my opinion, that's the only way I would communicate with my members. That's it. Because then eventually once it's busy enough and I'm doing all my announcements that way and I'm doing any offers and stuff that way, people will expect that not, it won't always be me doing a pitch, but it'll just can also be things like, Hey, you know, how's the, you said a check-in, how's things going, right? Anything, if you ever want to sit down and chat and make sure we can kind of find a true North star here, we want to like reorient your training or is there any new stuff you want to go over here? Just, just shoot me a message, you know? Um, if you want to meet before class, after class, we can chat, but start to do those. So it's a, it's, it's personal, but I do think you start to open the door. If you don't text anybody at all, and you start texting everybody all the time this week, you're going to, this is going to dry up for you very out. fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so move slow, but make it a thing you start to do because mark my words in one to two years, this is going to be the preferred way. It may not be text messaging per se, but it will be via a direct messaging. Direct messaging is going to be the, the only way. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you get in on the Facebook group, Gym Owners Revolution. Links in the description. Follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow John at J Banks FL on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. Stone. That's Tyler E F F I N Stone. Hey, and if you want to check in on the, uh, was it the last episode? It might be behind a little bit. It was episode three fifty, the Massonomics one. If you oh, look yeah. up the episode of the Massonomics podcast, there's an episode that says mystery guest, and so it's a one of the hosts. I was uh, one of the original founding members of Massonomics, one of the original hosts of the show. So we came back on and had a cool conversation about all that stuff. Um, so there's some cool insights, though, about how we kind of developed that business, how we started rolling out the apparel. So if you want to see, it's a bit it's adjacent to what you guys do, but it'll be, it's a fun little conversation. You can check that out. Look for the Massonomics podcast. Follow at Massonomics on Instagram. If you're not following Massonomics, I don't know what you're doing listening to the show. So thanks a lot for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Later.